<laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just going to clench with both my legs and go into it. <laughs> Way to make a girl feel welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the Blind Tiger Podcast, your one-stop shop for beer news, reviews, and all things brews. I am your host, the man who believes that the land of feels like 99 degrees outside heat uh, could have a several-month cooling period, and that would sound like heaven, Rob Fisher. With me, as always, is the man who might be secretly constructing a lagering cellar under his home, Mike Albright. And of course, the lady who has more beer knowledge than the three of us combined, but is here only to drink our beer and make friendship bracelets, <laughs> Emily Landis. What, what? <laughs> and of course, the man whose audio skills can make a crack in the sidewalk echo like the goddamn Grand Canyon, the man far, far too handsome for a bunghole, yes, that's beer-related, bunghole, Jesse Clark. Today is June 24th, 2014, and we're recording episode 57 Logger than life. For more information on any of the segments from today's show, visit our new and improved website at www.blindtigerpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or subscribe to the show on iTunes. Our podcast is available on Stitcher, and we have moved our entire catalog of episodes over to SoundCloud as well. We provide news, reviews, and just about anything involving brews. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Many non-traditional outlets are getting their own beer. They include TV shows, celebrities, and even bands. Queen is the latest rock outfit to get their own branded beer, a Golden Hoppy Lager. Released in conjunction with the 40th anniversary of Bohemian Rhapsody, the beer will include the band's crest logo on the label. I personally am bitterly disappointed with a beer in honor of the Bohemian Rhapsody that is not a German raspberry beer. Mm. Wasted opportunity. Despite that, we decided to ask ourselves to look into our crystal balls and decide which will be the next band to get their own beer and what it would be. So, Mike, take it away. All right. Noel and Liam Gallagher had one of the most prominent bands of the 90s with Oasis, and their mixture of Britpop and rock helped make them radio icons. It also happens that since the very beginning, the two had, shall we say, a frosty relationship with one another that only seemed to be exacerbated by the fact that they were related and both had huge egos. How huge? Well, let's just look at some of the quotes. Quote, those other bands are not even in a position to string my guitar at the moment, said Noel, when asked how Oasis compared to other British bands such as Blur. Quote, we just believe we're the best band in the world. We're not arrogant. That's just a fact. (laughs) It sounds like a 12-year-old. No, that's just a fact. We're bigger than Jesus. Rob will like this one. Quote, on uh, speaking of Radiohead's The King of Limbs, I like to think that what we do, we do fucking well. Them writing a song about a fucking tree? Give me a fucking break. A thousand-year-old tree? Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) They also like to swear a lot. And so forth and so on. Uh, So they also have plenty of tales of drinking and getting into fights with one another. So I believe that it is in this spirit that I... uh, they will get bored with the millions that they have had made and collaborate on their own beer. The beer will be both a hoppy ale and a dry lager, a fruity lambic and a salty goes. It will be both sessionable and incredibly alcoholic. It will that sounds be, like a wonder wall of beer. Yeah. <laughs> it will be a highly successful beer that will claim other rival beers are shite and the best beer that ever was ceased production in the ni- 1970s. <laughs> it will constantly call out other, other rock band beers for being too self-absorbed and bitter while simultaneously being self-absorbed and bitter. <laughs> In fact, the beer will be hard to come by as the bottles will inexplicably burst and route to the beer store, and the production company will promise that it was just a one-time occurrence and that more is on the way. Nice. That's better than a champagne supernova. Yeah. <laughs> I like the, the bottles will burst on the way there. 
Yeah, they seem to have a lot of meltdowns. Uh, yeah. A lot of I'm, I, I can imagine like if you had tickets to the show that it, it was probably a 50-50 shot of it actually occurring because <laughs> one of them would get pissed off at the other and then just not go on stage or stomp off during the concert. I've heard about that, yeah. 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 So, I mean, they haven't been relevant in quite a while. They both have their own separate bands now. Uh, they're both still saying ridiculous, stupid things. And I just believe uh, Blur has the last laugh on that. <laughs> I'm hearing a lot of good things about their latest uh, album. Well, Mogwai still says, sells t-shirts that say Blur is shite. But, uh, right. yeah, but that's a friendly rivalry, not a actual rivalry. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, there's some like crazy shit that they say, especially Noel. Uh, all sorts of like a uh, quote. I'm not John Lennon, uh, who thought he was the great almighty. I just think I'm John Lennon. <laughs> Next year, I hope to get a stalker or two because I don't believe you've arrived until you get a stalker. Good for him. Uh, until he gets shot by your stalker, then then. Where, where's the famous one uh, about them? It's basically like people have said that we're the Rolling Stones and Blur is the Beatles. I say we're the Rolling Stones and the Beatles, and the Blur is fuck is the fucking monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. At least he didn't say the Beatles were the fucking monkeys. Well, he said a lot of things, funny things about Phil Collins. Oh, here, let me do, here's something about Phil Collins. A quote: "You can't kill the Antichrist." <laughs> <laughs> oh, with his invisible touch. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to remember that the next time I'm like really pissed at somebody and be like, oh, I'd kill him, but you can't kill the Antichrist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Tom York. Yeah, they really don't like Tom York. <laughs> Sounds like they don't like oh. anybody from their country that's also popular. <laughs> this was kind of funny. Quote, George was always the quiet beetle. Maybe he should keep that up. After Her George Harrison described Oasis as a, quote, passing fad. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Burn. Uh, <laughs> I mean, at least the they're clever. I got to say, their <laughs> quotes are good. Wow. Good comebacks. They should have a rap battle. Epic oh, rap battle. Yeah. Yeah. Except he has a lot of things to say about rap bands, too. Hip-hop bands and whatnot. <laughs> well. But, yeah, there's a lot of funny ones. Uh, <laughs> their negative opinions extend into that realm. They are omni... <laughs> negative? Negative, yeah. <laughs> Omni-bitches. Omni-assholes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they couldn't come up with it fast enough. So, Jesse, I thought you stayed with the British Invasion, right? Yeah, I did. I actually did go for the people who thought they were bigger than Jesus. I went for, um, well, the surviving members, Paul and Ringo, because I think they can work it out with a little help of their friends, even if they're a bit older than 64 now. Um, you'll twist and shout over this one. Uh, this is a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is this going to be a goddamn pun run? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I decided to go with a white IPA um, from their white album um, oh. because that was the album where the, all the Beatles did not work well together. They were all in different corners doing their own thing, but competitively, but they turn out an amazing product. Also, instead of... Um, well, Beatles, if, if most people... I mean, it's such a household name that most people don't recognize that it's spelled incorrectly. There's an A in that. And so, instead of beer, it's going to be bear. Oh, bear. So it's going to be a bear white IPA. Um, <laughs> just a taste of honey. <laughs> it'll be clear though. I'll be, you'll be looking through it, and it'll be clearer than looking through a glass onion. <laughs> um, oh gosh, I have uh, a litany of dumb ones here. Um, <laughs> everything from imagining Ringo at the bars, you know, saying to the bartender not passing him by and things like that. Uh, and then the bartender complaining, you'll never give me, me, me your money. And Was this um, because you got that Beatles trivia question wrong on Sunday night? Uh, I said Rubber Soul and Dan wanted it Revolver. <laughs> <laughs> Which album inspired the Beach Boys' pet sounds? They fought over it. It was. It was a hard, hard day's night, for sure. Um, 
<laughs> and you might down, you might fall down helter skelter. Well after. done. <laughs> <laughs> after they a loss just like keep that, keep tumbling out. Their cannon is so rich. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know, it's it's a it's a it's pretty heavy IPA. I imagine. Um, you know, you might not be able to drive your car afterwards, and uh, those newspaper taxis might appear at the shore, waiting to take you away, and they will call a taxi for your ticket to ride home. But drink it until you're the walrus, drink it until you're the fool on the hill, drink it until here comes the sun, drink for tonight, because while yesterday may be so far away, tomorrow never knows. And there were some other ones yesterday. I'm going to cut out there. And, uh, yeah. And the hangover, let's say, it will, will be enough to break up the greatest group of friends ever. Your guitar might not be the only thing weeping the next morning. So cry, baby, cry, and you may wish you were submerged in a... Well, can't buy me love, but you can buy yourself the Beatles' bare white IPA. <laughs> nice. Will you nice. say, Yoko, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap, that was good. <laughs> Jesse, I'm challenging you not to go on a vow of silence, but a vow of Beatles where you only speak in either Beatle lyrics or song titles <laughs> for like, like a month and see, <laughs> see how well you can do. It's a summer, Jesse. How, how hard can that really there be? There were a lot more here than I didn't use. <laughs> That's and your mother should know. There was Cry Baby Cry. There was a lot of there was a lot of I'm other ones I was figuring that would work. Scare stuff. But, yeah, like yeah. deep cuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, this question was great because it has me in a uniquely wonderful position. As we've discussed time and time again on the show, craft beer fanaticism is considered one of the highest echelons of hipsterism. Combine that with a music style that considers itself to be beyond rock and roll, having Uh. left that shit in the dust, and you have a combination of hipster overlord. I speak of overload, sorry, hipster overload. That's okay, you can call yourself a hipster overlord. I would love that. I I am the hipster puppet master. Boom, 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 boom. Hipster overlord. You can't kill the Antichrist, I believe. Not too cool for friendship bracelets, I hope. So I speak, of course, about post-rock, oftentimes <laughs> called shoegaze or avant-rock. This genre is ripe for craft beer pairing. Yeah. The pinnacle of post-rock hipsterism would be the band Godspeed You, Black Emperor, but they are so hipstery that they refuse to do anything commercial except their shows. No adverts in magazines, no interviews in magazines with adverts in them, and certainly no branded beers. But there's another huge star of the post-rock world that has a less stringent philosophy towards consumerism, a.k.a. they actually want to make money as musicians. The band and explosions in the sky. This Austin-based band is big on cross-promotional deals, having done soundtracks for Friday Night Lights and other ventures, as well as being tapped into the Austin, Texas hipsterism. If there was a band who embodied the commercial hipsterism of craft beer and music, it is them. And with a name like Explosions in the Sky, the beer names write themselves. Specifically, I would have a very nicely super-hopped IPA. It would be an explosion of hops in your mouth. How about Explosions in the Rye? Oh, that would also be good. Yeah. I liked it. Mm. So would it be like post rock, like post beer? Like post beer. <laughs> yes. It really has no definable like beer. Uh, well, much category. like uh, Parks and Recreation, it wouldn't actually be beer. It would be beer flavored um, ice or beer flavored cotton candy. Oh, uh, you know, yeah. it would be the essence of beer without actually being beer. Oh, can you vaporize beer? Like, yes. Can you just put well, it underneath a bell jar and like inhale beer? Oh. They did make like vodka that was va- uh, vapor oh. ability to yeah. do that, so I'm sure you could do it with beer. Just sniff beer. That sounds so unsatisfying. I sniff yes. beer all the time, <laughs> but then I, then I drink it. So Mike's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh god. I'm that guy sticking his whole face right into the glass. Yeah, but are the chemicals that intoxicate you also the ones in the air that you're inhaling? 
Um, well, <laughs> blew my mind. Ask Olga. Uh, She's the one that gave us vaporized vodka. Yeah. You were the one in the article on brewing (laughs) just the other day. I've never vaporized it before. Oh, do you want to know what band I would choose? Yes. Yes. I've never seen them live, and I'm really disappointed that I never have, but uh, The Darkness. (laughs) I believe in a thing called beer. I thought about that for my answer. I absolutely did. Because they happened to come on my my iTunes as I was thinking Mm. about this episode, and I was like... But yeah, I totally <laughs> am with you on that. Sometimes I just chuckle to myself and rewatch their videos. Ugh. I Never had a lot regret of, a lot it. Of backups. I had um, Blonde on Blonde Ale, Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. I had. Um, uh, He'd the, never sell out. Never. Cadillac. <laughs> yeah. There was um, Public Enemy. They actually had some music mm. against alcoholism. So it would ha- yeah. while it might have a lot of flavor, Flav, it would actually have be non alcoholic. NWB. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? NWB instead of NWA. With <laughs> 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 BWA. Wait, that's no. You just beer with attitude. Instead yeah. of attitude to be ale. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys ever reviewed uh, hops? Have you gotten hops? No, we have I feel like that should be something clutch that uh, should be obtained. It from should be. Some but to point. spend that much energy to find a beer that's probably terrible, shitty. <laughs> Well, they made beautiful music. Why wouldn't their be- beer be equally good? Until their testicles good? descended. <laughs> don't talk about like Taylor that way. Of course you'd know them by name. Of course you would. It'll be like their, their song. You know, The first sip's amazing, but then you want to vomit halfway towards the yeah. end of it. So. Yeah, by the time you've had it for the 30,000th time, whether you liked it or not, and then you're, yeah. you're hurling up prepubescent blonde beer. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to a little <laughs> beer news. Bad news. We're going to move right into some local news for once. Hey. Uh, Duclaw and Heavy Seas collaborate with Joe Boy's Brew Pub. So despite having an entire sample so released about the day in question last week, though that'll be next week, this week, for, wow, podcast time travel's weird. Yeah, it is. Anyway, uh, <laughs> seriously, go listen to that. We are, I think we, we just created a paradox. Yeah, really. <laughs> we will be able to listen to that. Uh, we are pleased to announce that Joe Boy's Brew Pub collaborated with brewers from Duclaw and Heavy Seas to create a surprisingly delicious smoked IPA. This IPA will pair nicely during its release on Joe Boy's 4th of July celebration this weekend. When you get this, it'll be this weekend. Okay. There will be three 80-pound full hogs slow-cooked for hours to go along oh. with this one-of-a-kind beer. Check out their Independence Day festivities with live music, delicious food, and beer. And the, as they're calling it, the Smoking Three-Way IPA will only be available <laughs> on draft at Joe Boy's. Let's go to that. Let's smoke it three ways. Uh, Let's find a fourth way to smoke it. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> well, if we can <laughs> vaporize it, we will. <laughs> done and done. So get that beer while the getting's good because there aren't a lot of smoked IPAs in the market. Um, as far as I know, I don't think that they may be the first and it's in, in very limited supply. It's a single batch, so you better get it while it's there. Um, so with that, let's move to a little national news. Um, I guess I'll go again. So hashtag sweet BJ being banned in Ohio. So uh, we talked a bit with uh, one of the uh, brewers from Duclaw most recently, and we determined that uh, Sweet Baby Jesus is pretty much their flagship beer. Uh, he basically stated, as this uh, Fox News, don't judge me, article says that about 35 to 40% of Duclaw's total sales is Sweet Baby Jesus. So this is a massive popular beer. So Duclaw recently got into Ohio, and apparently a particular uh, Cleveland-based grocery chain has yanked Sweet Baby Jesus off the 
shelves after a bunch of customers complained that they didn't like the name Sweet Baby Jesus. <laughs> What's wrong with Sweet Ew. Baby Jesus? Yeah, really. Wasn't that Talladega Nights? They, was, what did he shout out? Something about Baby Jesus. He, he loved Baby Jesus as opposed to regular Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what's the difference? Could, well, the, the, apparently Jesus on the side of a beer bottle was offensive to them. Well, they like it in wine, huh? Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So apparently uh, Dave Benfield, who's the founder of Duclaw, said, when you push boundaries and try to get one group excited about it, inevitably people are going to get upset on one side or the other. Um, he said, we like the phrase, which, at least to us, is a phrase of excitement or astonishment. It's not meant to be offensive. It's not meant to be derogatory. If we thought we'd stepped over the line and offended people, we probably wouldn't have done it in the first place. Um, and they also ended up stating that uh, we don't censor ourselves because it might cost us dollars. So that's pretty sweet. Uh, apparently, Sweet of Jesus is still being sold in 18 other uh, locations throughout Ohio. And uh, as we, as the interview with the brewer from Duclaw would uh, state, um, it's selling like gangbusters. Uh, Duclaw beer is going nuts, especially in Cleveland. So this might set them back on their ridiculous sales goals in Ohio. But uh, yeah, it kind of sucks that people have no sense of humor in seeing Sweet Baby Jesus as a, this Sweet Baby Jesus, this beer is delicious, mm. is somehow offensive. I don't know. Well, I do. It's Christianity. That's what happens. Jesus is my co-pilot. I feel like if that's allowed to be on a bumper sticker, then Sweet Baby Jesus should be allowed to be on a beer. Yeah, if Jesus can be, you know, on the side of the road and in some uh, a holiday setup, a crush, if you will. <laughs> well, maybe that's it. You know, when he was older, his, his blood was wine, but when he was younger, it was beer. Hmm. I mean, so, did anyone tap that early on and find out? <laughs> Ooh. I, I don't think the question has anyone tapped at Jesus come up much yeah. in theology, Jesse. Anybody tapped that while he was alive? Anyone? anyone? I believe a young woman named Mary Magdalene. Well, that's, that's just only a if you rumor. believe the conspiracy uh, theories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I saw the movie. That was true. That, that beer is so uh, delightfully ubiquitous in the Lancaster area oh, yeah. now. Like oh, it's hard yeah. to remember a couple years ago when. We were trying to track it down. It was like, I found sweet baby Jesus here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ordered a whole case, and I didn't share it with anyone. <laughs> I drank the whole thing. Like, oh, my God, it was so great. It's rare that I would I would want that God, much of a porter. Yeah. 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 It's, when, I was going to say, it's amazing that it only just started selling in Ohio two yeah. months ago. Well, make sure that when you do drink it, that you hashtag sweet BJ all over the social medias. Because yeah. <laughs> that is the sweet baby Jesus hashtag. <laughs> Don't well, even, maybe that's the where hashtag. the offense is coming in. <laughs> Sweet three-way BJ. <laughs> three-way BJ. Yes. Oh, my. Oh, my. So, Mike, tell us about uh, dad bods here. Yep, dad yeah. bods. So, if you're suffering from a flabby chest, beer is not the culprit. Uh, if people on the internet aren't sadistically slandering their fellow man or woman, then you can believe the na- that nasty rumors are being spread about the things we love. That would include beer. As you probably have heard, many news outlets were telling tales of woe this past week as it was reported that hops we all can't seem to get enough of these days were the cause of a bad case of sweater cowitis amongst men. Yes, it's... <laughs> sweater cowitis? Itis, yeah. What's that? Sweater cows? <laughs> Moobs? Yeah, you never heard of that term before? No. Moobs. Yeah. Well, Bre- breasts, I guess bre- breasts, boobs in general, breasts, but in this yeah. particular instance, they would be moobs. Moobs. Yeah, sweater cows. Uh, Hooters, never heard of these knockers. Because yeah, they have milk, you know, <laughs> sweater. Yeah. Knockers, hooters, tatas. I mean, yeah. Innocent, innocent Jesse. <laughs> Do you mean bitch tits? <laughs> <laughs> well, for men, yeah. In this case, it would be male sweater cow-itis. Yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, continue, Mike. Continue. Well, I mean, if a man wears a sweater, it's and he has boobs. Well, all right. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Well, it does seem that hops contain many compounds, one of which is phytoestrogen, which is a chemical that can replicate the effects of the hormone estrogen. Too much estrogen in men can cause many issues, one of which is the perspicuously named man boobs. <laughs> And perspicuously is basically another term, if you did not know, meaning plain. I know that word. Did you? Okay. Not I just the, thought it was funny. Moves. Moves. <laughs> so, okay, so you did. You knew perspicuous, but you did not know moves. That's a word. Isn't yeah, it pronounced perspicuous? Perspicuous? Probably. I mispronounce words all the time. And it means plain? Yeah, but I thought it was hilarious. I was looking for a fancy. Of course, uh, you have to have a giant word for the word of plain. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was looking for a fancier <laughs> word than just plain, and I found one, and that is the definition of irony. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, Basically, yeah, like this, they thought this chemical in the hops uh, basically replicated estrogen. And if you drank a lot of beer, you that's why people were getting man boobs. Hmm. So that's not true. No. So if you it was debunked. If you smashed your pint glasses and, pour, pour, and poured out your cans, <laughs> cans got a, a man's <laughs> mastectomy. Wait, what, that already starts with an M. <laughs> mastectomy. Yeah, <laughs> no, terrible. The sweater cows calved the truth. No, that's oh. just no. Boo. Rejected. Rejected. <laughs> I got nothing. Continue, Mike. Go on, Mike. <laughs> well, if you've smashed your pint glasses and poured out your cans after hearing the news, then you can go back to getting tipsy on triple IPAs, as it is being reported in Business Insider that the news, while apparently true as far as the having the chemical phytoestrogen, hinges on the fact that there is simply not enough of the phytoestrogen in hops to actually have an effect. And that was reported by a professor of medicinal chemistry, as opposed to an herbalist who originally propagated the claim. It wasn't the food babe, was it? No, it was some guy. But yeah, basically, he's an author and an herbalist. Those are his credentials. Mm. I read it, and there were a lot of anecdotal things, like people at breweries already know this. You know, they, we all have shelves, but you know, we wear them with pride. Yeah. It all added up to this legitimate message. I mean, shelves? Yeah, yeah shelves, shelves. You know. <laughs> Hooters not <laughs> never heard like look, look at the shelf on that chick. No, I've never. heard of rack. But yeah, I mean, I mean, beer I'm, I'm guessing more of an ass guy. I guess. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is only the beginning of a night full of verbiage. surprises for Jesse Clark. Yeah. Beer can cause jiggly <laughs> ass too. Jiggly ass syndrome. Well, I don't mind that. <laughs> But yeah, no, if you, I mean, beer can cause man boobs, but that's mostly just because it's a high-calorie thing, and if you're drinking Empty a lot of it yeah. without doing any exercise, yeah, you're going to get a little chunky in places. True story. So, Especially if you work at a brewery and you're literally required to drink all day, yeah, every all day, you time. know? But yeah, I just thought it was funny that yet another thing about beer, it's like somebody was just looking at a, a list of probably all the chemicals in hops or whatever and stumbled upon one that, oh my God, it does this. So yeah, beer can cause this without actually doing any research to see... If that's true or not. Mike, <laughs> if it was true, would you still drink really hoppy beers damn right with would. reckless abandon? <laughs> yeah. Well, how, it's, yeah. How it's how, how we could get in touch with our feminine shelves. side. Yeah. It would be no, wonderful. Is it, is yeah. it singular shelf? Shelves is better nurturers. Yeah, I would do single. It's singular. Okay, so I wouldn't how say is look your at the shelves shelf? on that chick. My shelf's doing all right. How's your shelf? It's all right. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's flabby. You get a lot of books on there? <laughs> oh God! This article got weird real fast. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, th- our next segment. And uh, Jesse, feel free to put some new and unique music here if you'd like. But this segment's called "White Whale Hunting: America's Best Beer." So call me Ishmael, or call me Ahab. 
I think there is certainly a high level of irony <laughs> that the moment I declare no. that, that I am done hunting the great craft beer white whales is the moment they start showing up at our goddamn doorstep. Our yeah, craft, it was just last week, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> our craft beers like high so school exciting. girls, where the moment that you decide you know will no longer fawn over their every word, their every action, their every thought, that's when they decide they might actually like to date you. So true. Mm. The timing here is perfect, as the American Homebrewers Association journal, Zimmergy, has once again named Russian River's Pliny the Elder as the best beer in America. Why is this coincidental? Well, because we actually happen to have a bottle of it here. Never, never heard of it. <laughs> this 8% ABV double IPA Russian River Brewing Company has a reputation as being one of the best in the world. The question is, will it stand up to our expectations? And so excitedly, let's find out. Shut up and pour! <laughs> Hey, remember that episode when I said we need to get ourselves some Pliny the Elder? It was probably every previous episode we've ever had. <laughs> but we don't have an opener. Something tells me this Son beer a, isn't yeah. overhyped. It sounds like, like a Twilight Zone I think Zen it might episode. actually be really, really good, and we're about to experience that that's, pleasure. That's what we said about Hetty Topper. We're like, there's no way it could be a step above all these other awesome might be shut the hell up. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Save that bottle cap. It has some of the plainest, most boring uh, label, too. I've started putting magnets. Oh, yeah. uh, I thought you could just pour it straight into my mouth. Just put them on the fridge for good beers that I like that I don't oh. want to get rid of. Good color. Sentimental. Yeah, Jesse, you want to pass like me a glass? Do you have a glass? Mm. The smelling of the bottle cap smells like an IPA. The homebrew recipe for mm. Pliny the Elder is widely shared by the brewer at Russian River Brewing Company. So Yeah, I think he's pretty open about it. Yeah, I took a look, and it wasn't out there. Uh, I mean, 90-minute boil with a ton of hop additions, but I looked at the recipe, and I wasn't like, see this seems like it's going to be the best beer in the world. So we should all brew this later. It's a good yeah. hop smell. It's very sweet. I wouldn't really say dank. It's got a fluffy head. It's almost like... Sometimes like honey. Do not age. Yeah. Do, do not. All right. Respect your elder. <laughs> we all gonna take a sip at the same time. Mmm. All right. Sweet on the tongue too. I'd say for an IPA. Ooh. There's yeah. a lot of Simcoe in there. Yeah. Oh. It definitely lingers. Uh, so, Planet of the Elder is brewed with Amarillo, Centennial, CTZ, and Simcoe hops. Mm. It is well-balanced with malt hops and alcohol, slightly bitter, with a fresh hop aroma of floral, citrus, and pine, which I totally agree with. Best enjoyed fresh. That is why we make it in such limited supply, bastards. Mm. Actual budding date is printed on each bottle. <laughs> Did you, anyone actually read this? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Read away, Jesse. Okay. Does not improve with age. Hoppy beers are not meant to be aged. Keep away from heat. Respect your elder. Keep cold. Drink fresh. Do not age. Pliny the Elder is a historical figure. Don't make the beer inside this bottle one. Uh, not <laughs> a barley wine. Do not age. Age your cheese, not your Pliny. Respect hops. Consume fresh. Mm. Um, uh-huh. serious. If you must, sit on eggs, not on Pliny. Do not <laughs> save for a rainy day. Pliny is for savoring, not for saving. Consume Pliny fresh or not at all. So apparently... Um, when the brewery first opened up um, out in California, they, there was a double IPA festival, and apparently Russian River was invited, but they didn't have anything even remotely close to a double IPA. So apparently they just whipped this shit together kind of last minute, and it turned out to be arguably one of the best beers in the world, hmm. which is pretty shocking. <laughs> Wish I had that kind of talent. Oh, I'm just going to whip something together real quick and yeah, do right. something ridiculously delicious. Mm. Throw some shit in the pot, see what happens. Yeah. 
It is a full onslaught. I mean, it's like strong at the beginning, strong at the end. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really change on the palate. Oh, wow. This it's is fresh, too. You want to guess how old it is? It came right out of the brewery yeah. like two weeks yeah, ago. Taste, everything's mm. great. Even as, after you swallow it and you let it... That's the yeah, w- less than three weeks. So, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, think this huge is- thanks to Nate. Uh, Nate Charles actually oh. was out in California, and I jokingly said... He was like at Lagunitas, and I was like, "Oh, amazing!" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to the Russian River tonight." And I was like, "F you, dude!" Oh, Nate, yeah. And then the I best. jokingly said, "Dude, bring bring home Pliny, and I will love you forever." And then he literally brought home Pliny, so I love him forever. Wow. Thank you, thank you, Nate. I will happily sire his children for him. Let's so. make him a friendship bracelet. Let's make him a friendship bracelet. Indeed. Let's do that. So, is this better he than Hetty Topper? You think? I would love the side by side comparison. Um, not sure when that'll happen, mm-hmm. but um, <sighs> I'll say no. Hmm. I mean, it's very good. There's almost like there's I feel like a nice kind of like alcoholic honey note. Uh, the hops are great. Oh yeah, it's a good beer. It's a very good beer. Um, I think it seems it seems deceptively simple, but I think as mm-hmm. it lingers on the tongue, you just get more multi, more hops like interplaying with each other in a very, very nice way. Um, I think there's even a subtle, nice aroma under the initial shock on in the nose. I think it's it's an extremely well crafted beer, but I might have to lean with Mike. I think I like the flavors a little bit more. I think there's a little bit more of a citrus flavor to Heady Topper mm-hmm. and less of a overall maltiness. This one's definitely yeah. more resiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that that is like selecting between twins as you. Between which one do you like I like better? George <laughs> or do I like Paul I think I like George more. But no That's one a pauses, tasty, too. tasty beer. George my f- is my favorite. Really? Yeah. I th- I just say it's very good. I'm surprised that it's like kept its reputation that long though. Like for all the other IPAs, like people still yeah. love Pliny. And there's 1994 IPAs was now. What does that even really? mean? I mean, yeah. come on. No, I think this is great. I mean, it, it deserves its reputation. I don't. I mean, I think that. I think Hetty Topper was better. Like we were just saying, but. I think this is. Perhaps more drinkable than Hetty Topper. I could see having like three of these in one sitting and being wrecked, but mm. thoroughly enjoying it. Hetty Topper yeah, usually after like one or two, I'm like, mm. this was not nearly as heavy as I was expecting. Yeah, for eight percent in a double IPA, it's actually mm. extremely drinkable. Hmm. Well, it's just outstanding. It's all around great. I could see where it would satisfy a lot of different parties, and that would give it mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, very very high rating. Yeah, I mean, it's still going to be. 4.75 stars on untapped. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very delicious. <laughs> I could drink this all day long. You'd only give it a 4.75. Well, I don't know. I'd have to really weigh about what a, what a 5 really means to me. I, I, personally. I don't mind giving it 5. Yeah, don't withhold. Don't, I'm don't not withhold. holding back on the 5. Rob's, Rob's the hipster over a lord. It's yeah, really hard true. for him to Remember give a perfect four's grade. Remember, a 4 is only, what, is that I'm actually going to wear that as yeah, badge true. of honor. It's only a B. A 4.5 is an A. I'd, I'd probably give 4.5, actually. <clears throat> You're going to say it's like an A minus, 90%. I'm going to say it's like a solid A, maybe 90, maybe 96. So what other beers in this area are made that would have that? Uh, well, Hetty Topper would be right there. Um, Immediate area. I still really like Dirt Wolf. Yeah, I was going to say know. Dirt Wolf would be close behind, mm-hmm. not maybe quite as high. No, not quite as good. So uh, like there's the one beer, there's like two, Slam. two beers that have A's in your book? Oh, oh! You mean just at that level? Yeah, like I'd four. Say, like I, I think you're like being a little stingy on your 
4.5. The next beer we're going to try today, <laughs> otherwise known as Founders Kentucky Breakfast Style, <laughs> would also be in this category. So, yes, in order to uh, put good with good as white whale hunting, uh, yeah. I shall put my foot good. in my mouth. Yeah. Bow down to the overlord. I have a roughly six-month-old KBS from last year for us to enjoy. Um, so... This obviously is in the complete opposite direction. This is a bourbon barrel aged uh, version of Founders Breakfast Out, which F Founders Breakfast Out alone is like a extremely it's amazing solid beer, style. Yeah. I'm gonna swab out my glass a little bit. Yeah, good call. Good call. We only have one bottle, but since we're drinking a lot tonight, I figure it wouldn't be too bad because <laughs> this is, I think, 11% ABV or something ridiculous. Oh, wow. This viscous. is such a treat. Well, I hope it's enough of a retreat where you might come on this podcast more often. Oh. Well, I'd be delighted to join you. Well, there's that seat right there and that microphone. I can't, I can't promise that uh, we'll always have <laughs> this quality. And you can have the rest, Jesse. Mm. I just feel like, feel like brownies when I smell this beer. 11.2. Well, I was so, wondering yeah. why no one had like starter beers. <laughs> yeah. Like everyone's drinking water to start off the night. What's up? <clears throat> now, yeah, here's a beer you could just smell. They made a beer into a candle. Mm. Could you make a cookie out of mm. this beer? Yeah. That would be amazing. KBS cookie. Yeah, KBS cookie. Holy shit. I yeah, so this is as dark as dark gets. Has a coffee chocolatey smell to it, which is just infectious. Oh my um, God. Even as yeah. a non-coffee person, this mm -hmm. is amazing. And then, Jesse, describe no, what you're tasting right five. now. Yeah, this is a five. This mm -hmm. is, uh, this is like, this is Christmas. It's like all the best parts of like bourbon and chocolate. Yeah, this is together. just like. Now the you know why we're willing to spend ten dollars a bottle. Yeah. That's what's great about it. The coffee isn't like biting you. No, it just no. melds into the smooth, yeah. wonderful flavor. It's almost a little too warm right now, or too cold. Sorry, a little too cold. Mm. Um, it could be stand to be a little bit more, but it's like, I mean, it's it is exactly what it is. It's a breakfast beer. Like it's sweet. There's a hand of chocolate in there. A little bit of coffee. Mm. A side of bacon with this would mm. be just <laughs> unbelievably amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy. Rob, did I tell you about man cakes, or have you heard of is man cakes? Is this another cakes? word for boobs? No. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it beef cakes, or is it no, nutters that we're talking about? So you're making pancakes, and instead of water, mm. you use beer, and mm. you add chunks of bacon into the batter, and then you you make them like regular pancakes. That They're called man cakes. With a bottle of this? Yes. Yeah. Would be the best <laughs> cereal sundae ever that invented. Would be really good. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Decadent. Mm, extremely decadent. So yeah, I love this beer. Um, if you like Founders Breakfast Out, just consider that like to the nth degree. Um, the bourbon bearing age, aging, it adds just a subtle. It's like not like most bourbon barrel age. Like I always feel like Goose Island's um, Bourbon County Stout is always like strongly bourbon. Mm -hmm. But this is weirdly not that. Um, it's it's a lot more subdued, a little sweeter than you would be expecting, mm -hmm. and it's just smooth. God, it just goes down so smooth for yeah. as strong as it is. Yeah, it's an incredible beer. Mm. It's like a, a cake. I mean, it's so thick. It is, yeah. Mm. Very yeah. rich. It's uh, super delicious. So now let's go to drink a bunch of shitty beers. <laughs> <laughs> Mike brought some. Yeah, I did. <laughs> In comparison, I mean, come on. <laughs> So, on the internet's good. 
Are we having a, Are we doing beer versus beer, then coming back to these, or should we keep sampling? I think we should keep sampling. Okay. It'll only make it more fun at the end. <laughs> when Jesse's got to drunkenly decide. <laughs> I'll take the two of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing double. Well, considering you're 8% and 11, 11% right now. Mm. Here we go. All right, I wanted to get at least a couple of stats about. Did you see Jurassic World? I did. What did you think of it? I would give it a C. Really? That low? Yeah, I didn't think it was that good. The plot didn't hang together. Like th They didn't do enough dinosaurs. It was like too many unlikable human characters and not enough like dinosaurs. Plus, they could have killed them all like way better. Oh, yeah. Like The evil characters had it coming. Like A swift velociraptor death is not what they deserved. You know, They, they deserved something more gruesome. I, I really wish that they would also make it campier. Like, play up the horror and the camp. Like, you know, we've all seen the dinosaurs. Just own that. But, yeah, I, I, I didn't like the characters in it. I didn't, like the, I didn't care for the characters either. Maybe I'm comparing it to the Mad Max movie, which I thought was even worse. Oh, no. Because I didn't care for really? anything in, in that movie. Nothing? Um, well, Max? the action was fun. Um, but I think I, I like Jurassic World more than the Mad Max. Uh, mm, I love every second of Mad I'm, Max. I'm not into the Mad Max thing. I didn't even want to go see it, so... It's a maze balls. Oh. It's a spectacle. It's a spectacle. Yeah. If you mean boobs again. Yeah. What? Yeah, I didn't care for the Mad Max movie. Oh, really? You didn't care it? the guys that's, in the big pendulums just like jumping around? It's good. I mean, it was the action was cool, but it, like the characters, I, I mean, I rarely tell people that their opinions are wrong. Well, you're just wrong. <laughs> isn't there a lot of bloodlust there? And isn't there a lot of like? Isn't it fun? It, it's not funny or ironic, right? Um, in Mad Max. Yeah. It's not supposed to be. Yeah. Right. I mean, so that's what I, I like to see in a movie. That's why I don't want to see it. Oh, because it's just an action right? film? Yeah. yeah. Well, we we're recording, but <laughs> it's not really relevant to the show. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's an action. It's like a bloodlusty action film. But the problem is the point of the, of the movie in general is that um, there's a strong feminist message of the point is that the world has gone to hell because of that violent bloodlust. And that. So uh, watch more of it. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but no, there's, there's this, the whole point is that the society is supposed to then be run by women because women are not violent and bloodlusty. And that's the overall message of the movie. Hmm. While being the greatest, most violent and incredibly explosive testosterone driven <laughs> car action film in like 20 years. But Hey, I like that crap and I'm not going to be apologetic about it. Hey, we should totally do monster trucks at the buck, by the way. Yeah. I'm on board okay. after the crap beer fest. Yes. We're yeah. Doing speaking that. of, uh, you know, cars and bloodlust, I want to do monster trucks. Exactly. Stinger's going to be back. Exactly. Okay. So KBS, it's 11.2% ABV. It's got a, a 70 IBUs. It's rate beer rating is a perfect 100. Fair enough. Um, and it's available, I guess, in April, which seems a little late to me. Yeah. Usually it's March, right? Yeah. Anyway, so it's a uh, it's an imperial stout brewed with a massive amount of coffee and chocolate, then cave aged in oak bourbon barrels for an entire year, um, and so obviously because of that, it's limited uh, due to the aging process in the barrels, um, and so therefore it's usually pretty hard to find and expensive. But uh, the local places around here do get a bit of it because Founders does actually really seem to like uh, Lancaster County, and uh, so if you can get some, do get some. It's pretty amazing. So it was really expensive at places like Friendly Greek and whatever. Yeah, else. it was like but fifteen bucks for like a ten ounce pour or something. It was yeah, pretty ridiculous. ridiculous. Well, where did you get, where do you get this by the case then? Uh, you don't. Yeah, it's only really available in four packs. Like mm. I don't think they only sell them four packs at a time. 
a case would be insane. You'd be the luckiest damn bastard on the planet. I mean, maybe if you, you like. you get a four-pack then? Um, well, the fridge was selling them individually. Yeah, limit one. Limit one, because they're just so limited. Uh, it was on tap at the Friendly Greek. It was on tap at um, Federal Tap House. Uh, it was on tap at Federal Tap House for quite a while, actually. Mm. Just goes to show that beer guys don't seem to go there quite mm. as much as they probably should. Um, but they have 100 taps, and they have founders on all year long, unlike a lot of the other places, so they get better preference of rare beers when they come out. Because founders will g give you based on sales, which is good and bad. 100 taps is a, a lot of stuff on tap. What's the comparable Firestone Walker beer called? Is that Wookie Jack? No. Mm, no. Oh, Parabola. Parabola. Oh, yeah, you're right. This beer reminds me of Parabola. I haven't had that one. I love both of them. Mm. We need to do a side-by-side -side around the holidays. Sure. We should start. Some of these ones that we can save and age appropriately, unlike Pliny the Elder, which is yelling at us from the side mm. of the bottle to immediately sell that. Um, we could do a bunch of awesome side-by-sides. Side-by-side. I like that. So I'm just curious how much money places like Russian River Brewing Company are raking in. They have the best beer in the country, if not the world. And it's super hard to find. Like, really, what, what are their profit figures like? Like, is craft beer making people rich right now is my question. I don't think the breweries are making a hand over fist. Because the irony is, if you go up to Alchemist, if you hit up Hill Farmstead, if you hit up Russian River, the price of beer at the, the brewery is reasonable. Like Founders is not going to sell you KBS for ten bottle ten dollars a bottle. They're going to sell you KBS at a reasonable pint price. Maybe it'll be six bucks. Maybe it'll be seven. But it's the middlemen that I think are really raking in the profits because they know yeah. beer geeks will freaking line up in droves to be like, "Yeah, I want that case of Hop Notch when it comes in, and I will pay you double, triple what it's worth just to have it." And I think that's where the real money is being made is in distributors being the middle ground. Like we've complained on the show before. I bought a bottle of Sour Monkey. We were reviewing it for the show, and the MSRB was $9, and I bought it for 15 and it's just sort of like, well, I understand there's a middleman to then a middleman to then mm. when I got it, but still, that's a pretty big effing markup, and probably what it costs Victory to make, they're probably not making like two bucks a bottle. They're probably mm. making a reasonable profit, but I mean, obviously enough to expand like 300% in five years <laughs> or whatever the hell they're doing, but I think there's a lot of hands in different pots like taking mm -hmm. their chair as it goes along from brewery to, to bre drinker hmm. but let's put a pause on drinking and move on to a segment where we're gonna do a little more drinking <laughs> called beers from around the world beer from around the world beers from a galaxy far far away brought home for your tasting pleasure so i was recently up in uh, new york and I found a couple of things um, for us to drink. Are these New York breweries? Uh, no. This gotcha. is just a uh, better selection. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So, do you guys want to do a, a raspberry sour or a double IPA? Raspberry yes. sour. Raspberry right. sour first. Yeah, that's yes. Just, that's <laughs> that's We're going to do power. both. But I which think one do you a want raspberry first? sour with after the chocolate oh, would okay. be like, yeah. that's Good the delicious call. cake right there. All right. So we are going to be drinking uh, Avery's Raspberry Sour. And uh, this is from their Botanicals and Barrels line. <laughs> it is a sour ale with raspberries added, right. aged in oak barrels. And this was actually one of the beers, I believe it was one of the beers, from the uh, 
Sour and Stinky Fest nice. on Saturday. But the botanicals and what? Barrels? Barrels, oh, yeah. Okay. They all, barrel all I could think of was toddlers and tiaras when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they don't, th- those kids are damaged enough without having to get drunk. <laughs> dark. It's also dark out here. Yeah. I can't tell my colors on my friendship bracelet anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> they all just look pretty. The sign shouldn't say, watch for rocks. It should say, watch for pretty rocks. That's a Jack Handy quote. I like how all the Pennsylvania signs used to say falling rock, like it was actively <laughs> happening. But they've, they've since changed them to fall in rock. Fallen? Yeah. Oh, like it's already I, on the ground. In. Yeah, and because usually it is. supposed to be careful about like the rocks coming down, not the rocks that were already in the red. Well, I guess they figured like people were freaking out because they actually thought like a, a rock rocks were actively raining down. Yes. There's... Well, they could be. They could well, be. Why put up a sign at all? It's but geological it's like, time, But if Mike. you're too busy looking up, you're probably going to wreck into the rocks that have already come down. <laughs> it's like duck crossing. It's like they're they're not actually crossing right now. Yeah. This is a spot but they like to cross. This is where the rocks like to fall. This like, is where you... Gravity th- happens, we, people. We yeah, need, you want to watch out for them crossing, not the ones that have crossed. We just need to put the word may in there, like everything else. Like bridge may be icy. Ducks may be crossing. Slippery Pretty rocks may, may fall. Fa- may be falling. So yeah, the Avery Raspberry Stout. <laughs> oh, what? oh yeah, beer, right? <laughs> so Rape Beer gives this an overall score of 99, 94 on style. It is a oh. sour wild ale from uh, Boulder, Colorado, and it has an ABV of 7.2%. Its luscious ripe red raspberries are elegantly yeah. intertwined with a bountiful amount of lactic acidity and delicate barrel nuances to cultivate this stunning oh. sour ale. This is like... Something went wrong with the purple haze batch. Like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it certainly smells sweet and raspberry in the nose for sure. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah, that is uh, mm, tart. This would be good with stinky mm. cheese. Yeah, yeah, it would be. It is super tart. It needs something to cut it. Maybe like a really creamy blue, really a rock blue? fort. Mm. Ooh, I think more like they had a, a like a parmesan or uh, a. Oh. They had an almost brie-esque um, feta cheese there that was <sighs> divine. It was amazing. Um, yeah, the cheeses were all amazing. But yeah, uh, this would, I mean, it's not too sour. Like, I'm not Sour Patch Kids on, like, the bottom of a five-pound bag where I'm, like, literally soured out. But, uh, <laughs> really? Well, I'm, I'm kind of close to that. I think it's really sour. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's kind of hurt your mouth sour. Like, yeah, I could use a little bit more sweet, again, without something ah. to cut it. You could keep it totally savor, savory. Um, and just do, you know, a cheese or something, maybe uh, a, a wheat cracker would add some sweetness. There's a bit of a sweetness in the beginning and the very end, but uh, mm. yeah, the punch is definitely sour. But I'm a sour fanatic, so I love this. And after the uh, beer I had actually at the fridge before recording, um, <laughs> this is mild by comparison, so, uh, <laughs> oh boy. Which one is this again? Avery Raspberry Sour. Did they have that last it's year? Pretty much on the nose. Yeah. I don't mm, recall. I don't think they did. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, this is one of the better ones that they had there. Um, with stinky cheese, it was amazing. What did you pair it with, stinky cheese wise? Well, we were going just around the circle. Yeah. We had five cheeses and just kind of went. Oh, and that sounds tried amazing. It was really good. I'm going to have to go visit um, at Mr. Mandros and be like, yo. Um, I was laughing with Kevin at the fridge before coming down here because. I said to Kevin that the event was awesome, but I want to get into like the top secret upper upper echelon yeah. of Mandros like quasi legal cheeses, and then um, <laughs> flash him a hundred dollar bill. 
and just then walk in and be like, I'm serious about cheese. Kevin What's goes, your best? just drop my name. We're, we're, we're tight. You know what I mean? He'll get you into that upper cheese level. And I was like, awesome. And then he actually showed up and was sitting there having a beer because they still had sours on tap. Oh. And apparently um, the younger brother, Bill, I think is his name, has only started drinking sours two years ago at the Sour Stinky Fest. Whoa. So he had never drank a sour before in his life, brought cheese, had a taste, and was just like, these are delicious and then like has gone out of control just drinking sours constantly that's what makes that event their their oh. cheese par- pairings are out of this world and so he was there as the, on the way out and kevin was like do you know rob and i'm he's like yeah he comes all the time rob really wants to know about the elite cheeses and i was like i'm in elite cheeses. <laughs> secret handshake time yeah what let's are do elite this. cheeses well, so there's... Um, They've been training for years. Yeah, it's true. They're going <laughs> to true. the Cheese Olympics. I don't know if it's truly true or not. I've heard rumor that there are some serious cheese snobs in Lancaster, <laughs> and if they go to get fancy cheese, it's always from Mandros. Oh. And there's um, certain bans on soft cheeses that are unpasteurized from Europe that we're not allowed to have in the United States for health reasons. But apparently there's a gray market for said cheeses. <laughs> and I'm not going to claim that I know any actual facts, but I would love to try some really exotic, potentially dangerous cheeses mm. if dangerous. it's possible. And if if the Mandro store does not have them themselves, they probably know a guy who knows a guy who can probably hook me up with some dangerous cheeses. Oh my gosh, we're, this is cheese black market. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. have we come to? <laughs> I like that you described it as a gray market. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's not exactly. Just legal. don't call exactly it gray illegal. cheese, and I'll be fine. Although, ooh, they have a lot of cheese with ash layers mm-hmm. that are delicious. Mm-hmm. Was, was there any of those this year? Uh, I oh. love the ash cheeses. Yeah, yeah they have some really good stuff though. Not the really smelly uh, provolone, uh, which was nice. Stinky, stinky provolone. It's um, good though. It's good. I, I thought I was on his in for always liking his like his hardcore like seven year aged uh, cheddar. Like I always went for his upper. Oh God, yeah. When you go in there and you're like, I'd like a nice aged cheddar. He's like, What are we talking about? Are we talking about a year, two years, five, seven, twelve, twenty, thirty <laughs> years or whatever? I want cheddar older than me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he may be actually able to help you with that because he is a, probably not a giant wheel of it. But uh, oh yeah. guys, no, no, can we has... do like a beer cheese tasting? Like, can uh, we, we spend we, some coin that. there? We've replicated the sour and stinky fest yeah, on that maybe episode. Maybe you should join this podcast oh, more often. And you'd see the things we've done here. I didn't even hear that one. It must have been the one that I missed. Oh, you no. should be listening to all of our podcasts, too. <laughs> it was amazing because I brought this unbelievably stinky monster cheese, uh. and the whole room smelled like sweaty mm. gym socks. Yeah. And they're laughing at me as I'm describing my pairing. And then Jesse pops it in his mouth and just goes, Oh uh, my God, this is uh, amazing. <laughs> Because it was an incredibly delicious cheese. And then I forget what the sour was that I paired with it, but it was an extremely nice pairing, if I do say so myself. That's a good question. Yeah, and um, yeah, and it was really funny because it did smell god-awful, and my house smelled god-awful for like hours afterwards, but boy, was it delicious. That's how you know it's good. Yeah, exactly. So, the next beer, because I got more, wherever the bottle went. Whoa, I got to drink this faster. Yeah. It's on the other side. So, Westbrook Brewing Co., and this is their... Uh, Big Dipper, which is funny because it's a Big Dipper on there, but it's a, the Big Double IPA. Mm. You know, I had a question since you're uh, talking about the, the names there. Sure. Um, a misnomer. When they say, say, oh, like oh God, a black smells. IPA, I mean, it's, it's the, the P stands for pale. Yeah. So how can you have a black pale ale? It's just the malts. They use black malts. Pale malts, too. Okay, so it has like, nothing to do with the actual color of the, the fluid. It does. But then it's not pale anymore. Oh. Yeah, you're right. It should just be a black... Ale. Ale. Well, India ale. No, because black ale would be darker. 
much darker than even the. Oh, yeah. Even empty glass. It's paler than basically a, a stout or a porter. Oh. A relative paleness. It smells ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's all. It's Jesse, all relative. Me, you have an empty glass. Somewhere. Keep in mind, I guess these are what like relatively old terms too, so we still keep them around, but maybe they don't necessarily re- uh, reflect the beers of today. The whole pale word in general is unnecessary. You could just have an ale. Thank you. I would just take a moment to say how lovely this Pennsylvania evening is. I see bats and lightning bugs right now. <sighs> so we really went all over the place from a double IPA oh, this is nice. to a dark, dark bourbon stout to a very, very sour beer. Now so, we're coming full circle. Yeah, this is Shane's Big Dipper. It is a monstrously big and hoppy double IPA. The recipe for this beer was developed by brewer Shane Cummings. Fucking A. Um, so it's 9.6% ABV, 80 IBUs, and uh, comes in draft in 22-ounce bottles. And we are enjoying one of those 22-ounce bottles. So the smell, as soon as I crack the lid, it's very aromatic. Love the smell on it. Oh, it's very herbaly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can tell there's gonna be a nice bitter note in there. It has like that smell of like mm. a cat litter box of like if it smelled good. Yeah, it is catty. It definitely is. But like a nice cat litter box. Like somehow if like the cat ate something really delicious. Mm. I have like ca- if the cat, cat ate some mint in my backyard. Like, do you think that would be good Whoa. in beer? That is a big flavor. Yeah, it is. It's kinda like yeah, just like um It's like intensely sweet and it, intensely bitter. It's like sage in there. Together. It's very herbal. I wonder if they put a little mm. citra in in there. Maybe. There's like a harshness there, though, I don't mm. care for. What's the percentage on this? 9.6. Yeah, there's a little bit of too much of a bitterness there that keeps it from going to its full potential. It doesn't have a, a really hugely clean finish like the uh, Plenty the Elder as well. No. It lingers and it kind of gets, uh, yeah, it kinda a gets little garbled. funky. Yeah. The, I can't uh, wait to get to the loggers, guys. Beer advocate, <laughs> it's, they're gonna be refreshing by comparison. Yeah. So like, I need to, I need to rinse this down. I need to rehydrate. With yeah. <laughs> so Westbrook's out of South Carolina. Um, the beer advocate score for this is 92 or outstanding after 357 ratings. Yeah. So apparently, um, I mean, I'm not gonna say it's a. I don't know if I'd put it as outstanding. I don't think it's bad, but I would probably put this a lot lower than the five out of five from Ardev, who says it's great taste, great mouthfeel, great double IPA. Really? No, I'm great cool on this beer. He gave it five across the board. Mm. No, no thanks. Oh, wait, I they're all called a Ardev. Three, seven, five, or a four? Mm, I give that like a two. Oh, wow. wow. Oh. Yeah, I, no, I don't like that one. Wow. Interesting. I love when I'm not going to disagree. Yeah, two, give two bitter, not, not much, but then not much I, else going on. My calibration is a little higher than your guys. <laughs> That's good. Hold on to that. It's more like I've had it to where like my calibration is like if I have three seven five or above, that means a beer I want to buy again. Mm. Yeah, I drink this again, but I'm not sure I would be like excited to drink yeah. it again. Yeah, exactly. like I just, if I, I, I'm keeping, on, uh. I'm doing on tap now just so I know like what I would want to buy again. If it's below three seven five, no, I don't want to buy you it. Didn't again. Like that it. is exactly why I do on tapped is so mm. that when I go back to the bar, I go, oh yeah, I had that and it's terrible. Was, yeah. <laughs> you don't buy, you don't buy that goddamn uh, what was that Coors beer you kept getting? The, oh uh, god, batch nineteen, batch 19 fucking yeah. batch nineteen. <laughs> that fooled, fooled you me a thrice. You, wow. Yeah. <laughs> 
Every time I go to a different bar and it wouldn't be like Budweiser's Batch 19. It would say, "Oh yeah, okay, I'll try that. What is that? Oh yeah, prime it's this number. New beer. Cool, 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 cool." They'd say they'd say it's new <laughs> beer and they wouldn't be like craft beer or something. Like, oh, I'll give that a shot. It's from Small Brute. Nope, it's from Budweiser. Fucking Christ. Mm. You Fucking got Christ. you got conned. That's a well, short con right Jesus. there. Yeah. Short con. Short con. <laughs> it's right on the label. But it's a really cool bottle. <laughs> As opposed to Rathacon conned. Con. <laughs> con con I would go to that con in a heartbeat. <laughs> Even if it was all about just Wrath of Con, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Oh Wrath of Con Con, nice. Yeah. I loved Khan's man boobs. His shelf was incredible. Oh my god. Did you ever watch the original uh Star Trek episode where he's in it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, so sexist. It is. Awesome. He just bitch slaps some lady and then she's like, oh, she oh, loves I'm in love though. with you now. Yeah. And it's just like, well, that's the 60s for you. Yeah, it was mm, but that shelf. <laughs> that shelf, indeed. Those, those yeah, well, there's a difference between shelves and pecs, though. Yeah. I mean, one's muscle, one's Well, that's, fat. that's definitely one's true. One's firm, one's flabby. And Khan had firm. It wasn't. <laughs> he did. It was firm. Yeah, you could bounce a quarter off that. Through that, yeah, <laughs> yes. mm. I would love to uh, get close to that. I say the See? beers from around would the world. Like beers to, would you like him to slap you around like he did <laughs> <does laughs> in the Saturday Stinky episode? Whatever her name was. Maybe if he had good beer, I'd put up with it for oh. a hot. Second. I can remember what I had at all. Uh, it was, he was superior. Yeah, I think you wanted that because he had the blue mountain brewery. Yeah, he had that superior strength and intellect. We also did slumming it. The Liquid oh, at the beer, same time. Liquid beer enhancer. Oh, God, that was awesome. The, the, the on tap or whatever. Yeah, Ugh, on tap. Gross. Um, so, guys, again, let's pause drinking <laughs> to go to the next segment that involves drinking. <laughs> a little beer versus beer lager edition. Shit. <laughs> beer versus beer. Rob select the finest beer to pit in single combat for champion beer. Two beers enter, one beer leaves. So, uh, thankfully, do you guys usually have this many beers? No, but um, tonight we're tonight yeah, special. This is beer chat. Sometimes we do have a lot. Maybe not for the show, but usually. And they're all there's you know there's eleven percent beers. Pre-game yeah. beers. There yeah, there's there's while we're drinking beers, beers, intermission then, beers. Yeah. Oh. We get lit, you know. I'm delighted. <laughs> I'm just delighted. <laughs> so uh, Friendship bracelets for all. For novice yeah, drinkers out there. Stop making it. <laughs> for novice drinkers out there, there's two types of beers, really. There's ales and lagers, and uh, that splits the world in, in twain. Um, and I guess that depends on whether the ferment the yeast is fermenting at the top of the of the batch or at the bottom of the batch based on temperature. Mm-hmm. So while the definition of lager is quite large and we could go into things like box and doppelbox and all manner of other styles, I think Mike and I both went with just plain old lagers. And so considering it is, uh, well, until yesterday, ridiculously, incredibly, unreasonably hot and humid, mm-hmm. um, we thought we'd go something later this week, something that you can enjoy that's refreshing, uh, best served cold, and that would be the lager. Mm-hmm. Something that spends a little bit of time getting cool and spending a couple of months, you know, fermenting, as opposed to being rushed like these ales. So we are going to do our lager v. lager beer versus beer. So, Mike, you want to go first or second? I'll give you dealer's choice. I'll go first. All right. All right. So, I went with one of my favorite uh, kind of lowbrow lagers, but I still have a soft spot for it in my heart. It's the Narragansett original lager. 
So Narragansett is still actually an independent company, uh, and they brew a very basic lager. Um, well, I mean, I, I call it basic, but I mean, it's actually, I think, a uh, top level compared to your Budweiser or Coors. Uh, they do a regular lager, a light lager, and they actually have a bunch of other brands. They make everything from a coffee milk stout. Uh, they do a couple of shandies, uh, summer ale, but I'm just going to go with their original. Their uh, tagline is uh, made on honor, sold on merit, which I think is pretty ballsy, but that's you know typical of, of a North, I think, uh, New England company. Yeah. It's made in Providence, Rhode Island. And they've been in business uh, since 1890 with just a uh, brief holdover uh, during Prohibition. Mm. So they actually give, I think, uh, Yingling a, a run for their money, too, as far as old-school lagers. Um, they call it Quality Supreme. Uh, the beer is made with six-row malt as a, compared to your typical two-row. A secret blend of Pacific Northwest hops. Secret blend probably being whatever falls off the truck because, I mean, <laughs> it's 12 IBUs. They're not throwing a whole lot in there. Uh, <laughs> corn from Iowa. Not not uh, bashful about saying that there is corn in this uh, adjunct lager. Yeah. And their uh, special lager strain of yeast, which is the same one the brewery has depended on since just after Prohibition. Nice. So I guess maybe the recipe changed a little bit afterwards. But And they also use the purest water from the lakes Ontario and Hemlock. Um, hemlock? Yeah, Wait, isn't wait, that... What? It, it's, lake Hemlock? Yeah, it's, Isn't that poison? It, no, it's <laughs> it, it's the sixth great lake that you didn't know about. <laughs> uh, the one only they know about. Uh, yeah, the one Socrates got to meet up with. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the history of the lager is old, reliable. It was first brewed by the original six back in 1890, and it was the best-selling beer in New England from the 30s to the 1970s. And it was the official beer of the Boston Red Sox from 1944 to 1975, which is odd that they would even still mention that, considering it hasn't been a official beer for what 40 years but (laughs) what the hell take what you can get right yeah so it's it's where's it brewed again in in uh massachusetts providence providence rhode island rhode island i know i always i always associated with massachusetts too because that's where i first had it was in boston baston but apparently i mean their headquarters now is 60 ship street providence rhode island sweet yep uh they also do uh gansett girls they call it um basically they'll have uh a monthly kind of and a uh, girl that um, I guess it's fans of the beer. You can send your picture in. And a lot of oh. these women do uh, pin-up poses. Are they like under eighteen ones. and deserving of the label girl? Uh, will you tell me? I call everyone a girl. Julie. I think you're a girl. Yeah. So I did actually I'm a boy. see. <laughs> Would you call me a man, really? <laughs> oh, you earned it, Jesse. You've come a long way since second grade. <laughs> did you have your bar mitzvah? Then you're not a man. <laughs> oh. um, I actually did see somebody talking about that issue on uh, the internet the other day, and he basically said, um, "I call anyone younger than me boys or girls. So when I'm 102 and you're 82, you will still be a girl." <laughs> and I was like, "That seems somewhat fair." Like, because I, I was thinking about that, and I was like. I do kind of feel that way that like a, a woman at FNM, I would call her a girl because she's younger than me. But I never call like someone older than me a girl because they're older than me. Except but for the golden girls. I think of myself. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Exactly. Well, I'd call them women if I met them. B. Blanche Arthur. I would. To be a girl. I would call her Dame B. Arthur. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she's too. earned the title whether she's in- English or not. Yeah, it all gets into the <clears throat> age thing because you you pass a certain you know you want the dignity of being a woman and then like you know two seconds later you're like wait. You know, I still want the youth of a girl. Can I, I have it all? <laughs> I want to go and have seven beers with my friends while recording a podcast on a Wednesday night. <laughs> I call that working on my shelf. <laughs> wow, I, nice. I found the perfect girl for everybody here. 
she's um, Danny, Miss January 2015. Uh, her hair color is red. Eye color hazel. Heights 5'2". Her likes are pugs, crafting, <laughs> Shark Week, and 90s pop culture. <laughs> I love uh, her. Shark Week? And no. her, her dislikes are the inability to time travel. <laughs> Wow. wow! Yeah, I'm in love yeah. right now. Yeah. Also, pugs. You know, yeah, pugs. that's a discerning yeah. person's dog choice. All right, Mike. I want this beer. Oh, okay. I'm impatient. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, I mean I shouldn't be disappointed. That I'll the, call someone older than me a girl. What? Why? Oh yeah, I would never. I think okay. So I you I shouldn't, Jesse. As, I consider myself a boy. I mean, really? Am I like anyone who's not like given up on life is a boy or a girl? I don't know. If you like if you were set your ways <laughs> and you're like every oh, day is the I same routine, like basically oh, my parents, like they have got they they're like down to like they, their schedule is the same thing it's been every day for the last like ten years. They've been oh, doing the same no. thing. Oh, They've essentially given up on life. There's no magic left. There's nothing yeah. like oh let's do something new. Let's change around our schedule. Let's have a different oh, even for that, that is very blah. It's like no, that's an adult. That's a man or a woman. Up until that point, oh. you were a, a girl or a boy. So, so Joe Byers has been. It's not when you get your period. What's it's, that? It's not when you get your period. Boys don't get periods. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Was I born a man? <laughs> we, no, you're forever you, a boy. Is who, what uh, you who was your teacher in fifth grade, Jesse? Uh, Rothwater. Oh. You were. You were. You were Hazard. Wow, I was in Hazard. Yeah, that's when I yeah. became a woman. No, it's. <laughs> Emily, you gotta, Am you I gotta sharing be this with anyone? Yeah. I was uh, <laughs> in the after-school program, so I would stick around until five when my parents came to pick me up. All of this is happening on <laughs> recording. And I, uh, you know, I found out that uh, I became a woman. <laughs> And when my mom picked me up, she was like, <laughs> I told her, and, and there was like a beat, and her expression was kind of blank. And then she just lit up and she's like, oh, that's so exciting. Let's go celebrate with ice cream. And I was like, oh, this is a good thing. I still look back on that and I'm like, she is some kind of hero, you know, giving me ice cream, you know, celebrating my transition to womanhood. So what exactly happens? But it's just... Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Go, go on. Is this one of the things like you don't know who Frank Lloyd Wright is? And we're gonna just wake like, up and you're like, you get a pain in your belly, and then <laughs> <laughs> the baby Jesus appears oh, before yeah. you in the bathroom stall and gives you special knowledge in a book that you keep with you forever, and you stash it in your bra where These are you like can access it. Girl secrets. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Everything you need to know is in this pamphlet. Mm. All right. Anyway. Did you yeah, want to enjoy this that lager? Was fun. That was fun. I have like um, three three fingers of head on this, at least on mine. Yeah. Uh, it looks I like pour, Bud like, Light. Pour on myself. It smells a little bit, but Bud Light. More pleasant than Bud Light. It's very, cool. it's very corny. Fair. It's a very yeah. adjunctish lager. But, I mean, it has a fuller flavor than most of the other ones. Whatever the hell that means. But it just, it's just, <laughs> it's definitely richer in body. I don't know. I mean, there's less corn in this than it would. I mean, Bud Light is essentially corn water, and I would yeah. not argue this is corn mm. water. No, it is um, stinky corn water. I mean, it, it stinks. It doesn't really smell very good. But this no. is a beer that I don't really smell too much. I just try and drink it, and it's good on a hot day. Yeah, if it, I was at the ballpark, it's a, a cooler night. But this was, I was at the ballpark watching a game, you know, and it was like, hey, five dollars for this or twelve dollars for a craft beer. You know, that's not a bad. Yeah. I actually bad wish option. I did not had not poured this out into a glass because I feel like this beer is actually best from the can. It is it better. Needs, in the it can. needs that slight metallic <laughs> twinge to really bring out the uh, beauty in it. 
I also like the attitude. Like the marketing is pretty much spot on. Like it is. Hi well, neighbor. It's very friendly. It has yeah, it says hi neighbor. Exclamation point. You know, you want to be buddies with this beer. You do. Yeah, I know corn is cheap, but I'm just not a fan of anything that puts corn in this adjuncts. I mean, it's not like it's a bad beer. It's not, you know, amaze balls. But um, I guess on, on its merit, it's sold on merit. So I mean, compared to other, say, similar lagers, mm-hmm. like say, uh, you know. Budweiser, Miller, MGD, Rolling Rock. Uh, I would take this over any of those. Okay, PBR. PBR, uh, I might say, on top of. But I'd have to have them side by side, really, because I, I just mm. glorify PBR because it's drinkable compared to the other yeah. things that are friends. So I, I because see you're this, a hipster overlord. I think this, true. this might it's be true. better than PBR. Yeah, it's see, I, on that level. I see this oh, as man. my PBR. Everybody goes nuts for PBR kind of around here. But if I have to choose, I'd say, no, my go-to cheap lager is a Gansett. Nice. What's the ABV on this? Uh, Five... New England. They produce rocks, ice, good beer. That is true. From Maine Brewing Company to <laughs> Lawson's to... <laughs> I was going to be like, F you. And then I stopped and thought about it. I was like, no, New England makes amazing beer. <laughs> yeah. And this might not be the greatest yeah. example of it. But holy crap, <laughs> they make good beer. Five, actually, it is five. New Hampshire's a little five weak. Even. 12 IBUs. That's because all the libertarians 12. go there. They yeah. don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, they don't. I think those Seriously. are accidental IBUs, <laughs> Those too. are boy <laughs> IBUs. No, be condescending. You're right. You're right to be. Absolutely. Those are like I even have the awkward, tendencies there, creepy best in like, years IBUs. Yeah. <laughs> you go over the border from Vermont. You're like, everything's so cool now. Mm. Yeah. Wearing my older brother's T-shirts, <laughs> IBUs. Um, plus the old man on the mountain fell down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, since we're all clearly a little tipsy and need more beer to put in our bellies, my choice for tonight is Cigar City Brewing Co.'s Hotter Than Hell's Lager. Oh, Hotter Than Hell's. Hotter Than Hell's. So anybody who uh, knows my girlfriend knows that she's got the awesomest stepdad in the world, um, Don Burkhart, who, when I'm visiting in Florida, drinks nothing but Yingling Lager. <laughs> that is his um, craft beer of choice. Vitamin Y. But uh, the last time I was down there, maybe the, the trip before and down in Florida, um, we stopped by one of the uh, Cigar City Brew Pubs. And uh, this beer, Hotter Than Hell's, is actually Don Burkhardt approved. Mm. And so when I saw it in the fridge, at the fridge, I said to myself, if it's Don approved, it's got to be good. So I've had it before. It's delicious. It is a nice light lager. Um, to set expectations, there's nothing quite truly amazing about it, but it's a, it's a, just a solid beer. So Emily, you can have that half of the oh, can. Oh, thank you. Yeah, one more there we go. Oh, it's a Hellas. Oh. Hills Lager. Yeah. Hotter than Hills. Uh, so, yes, it is a 5% ABV beer. It's a Munich style lager. Um, it's released year round. It comes in draft um, in six packs. It's recommended to be drank in a pint. Um, the food pairings are spicy Asian and Cajun, butter and cheese. Asian and Cajun. Asian and Cajun. Asian and Cajun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, canned pre-cooked meat products. So, Spam, this is for you. Wow. Um, this is fucking fantastic. And, uh, yeah, Beer Advocate puts it as an 81%. Uh, it's, a you know, just an all-around delicious beer. This should be better than that. I think it's hmm. their malts. There's something extraordinary about their malts. They're, like, just delightful. Mm-hmm. A little toasty. There's not even that whiff of corn. When I smelled it in the can, I was like, this is going to be gross. <laughs> and then I drank it, and it was really just... This beer's for Jesse. Sploosh on the tongue. Why is that for me? 
Uh, the uh, tagline under the hotter than hell's lager is no peppers, just puns. <laughs> sploosh on the tongue, I like it. Um, sploosh. I am really into this beer. Really a sploosh on the tongue. Don it's Burkhart. <laughs> Don Burkhart. This one's for you. It's definitely yeah. missing that sweetness of the corny Gansett. But yeah, that is true. I mean, it's a lighter beer. It's highly drinkable. This could be a very nice tubing beer or. Mm-hmm. And I always make the example of straight off mowing the grass as though that's the only thing men do outside or for whatever reason. But um, no, after a long day Women of pulling mow grass weeds. Too, dude. I was going to say, say a sexist, long, man. Long Don't be sexist. Long afternoon of pulling weeds and gardening. Hey, I mean, I'm going to be out there in my sports bra flavor, right with you guys. After a, a, a nice naked gardening session, this would be delicious. <laughs> with my moves or whatever. You're going to need that. one for your shelf after all those IPAs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I get almost like a, a weird mintiness on the finish or something that's I can see that. that's interesting. Um, so what's yeah, ABV I had this, on this? This is uh, 5%, so it's the same as Mike's, close enough at least. So Helles is a Munich-style lager? Yep. That's a, oh, well, it's Munich Helles lager is what the official style is on Beer Advocate. Mm. So, um, yeah, I don't know specifically what distinguishes that from a regular lager or, or you know... Um, Anything else? I guess we could do the research on that. But uh, I liked it when I had it at Cigar City. I thought it was good. I liked their IPAs better, but for lagers, it stuck yeah. out. And when I was at the fridge and I saw this, I was like, "Yeah, lagers. This is this is one of my favorites." Mm-hmm. The other option would have been Stout's Gold Lager, which I also enjoy. Mm, that I do like that one too. Yeah. Why didn't you guys go with that? Because well, uh, I like this better. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but well, Jesse. I guess it's up to you to decide if yeah. you like Mike's or Cigar City better. Well, next time when we, you know, when Emily shows up, it should be beer versus beer versus beer. What the? Yeah, so oh. bring a lager next time. Oh or my God! Something else. Three beers that three beers enter, one beer leave. We'd be so drunk if three of us brought beers. The theme of no, the night is three way. <laughs> it is. With the four of I'm us. I'm gonna go find myself some polygamy <laughs> because. Uh, Jesse, Dave, you're going to find Straub yourself with t-shirt and I love it. too I've many beers just oh, right really? in your Stout, face. Yeah. Oh, oh God. dangling right in my face. <laughs> he doesn't wear that one that often, I don't think. <laughs> oh. But Jesse, which do you like? The uh, Mike's what is it, Narragansett? Narragansett. Narragansett. Or Cigar City Hotter Than Hell's Lager. Hotter Than Hell's is. What do you got? He's thinking. He's thinking. <laughs> Should have done Pliny versus KBS. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, I think we go with KBS. Yeah, you love coffee. That's Rob. Yes. Hmm. Don Burkhart won't let me down. <laughs> Although he is the only man I've ever known that, that kind of said to the waitress, go back and put a little extra head on this beer. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that guy? Okay, it's Mike. What does that mean? Baron just screaming, give me more head. He likes (laughs) the visual of having, like, head on his beer. So he got a uh, lager, and it was filled at the top without really any any head on it, and he was kind of disappointed. So they actually, like, re-poured one with, like, an inch of head on the top so he could have some head as his beer went down. You know, I always thought that that just gets stuck in your nose, you know, when you go for a beer with a lot of head on it, and you're like, I'm trying to get to the liquid here, and it's all (laughs) over my face. Yeah. But I was reading some old Michael Jackson books on uh, beer, especially in Europe. The beer lover, not the pedophile, for those who are (laughs) worried. Oh, I'm sorry. I always go for the musician. I wanted to be clear. She's talking about the expert. The expert. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, not that. <laughs> not the king of pop, the king of beer. But he shows a lot of pictures, like there's beer porn in all of his books. Mm. And especially like the pores in certain glassware are made to show off like two Shut inches of head. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> <Get to> be <laughs> down. Two inches of Get head is down. what I'm talking about. Like, and people really like that. Do you guys like two inches of head? I think it looks. I, I want the extra two inches of beer to be two honest. Inches? I say as one, a thrift. Inch. one inch. Um, but I do like the optics of having like that white level yeah. of you know yeah. that little little foaminess. It, it does. Like I always enjoy the um, Stella Artois yeah. uh, commercials where they like have that like oh, two inches knife. and they knife it over oh, and just like God. that just looks like beer. I mean that looks amazing. That's really hot. Yeah, it is. That is beer yeah. porn too. Yeah, I'd like a slow mo of guys opening pickle jars and like knifing What's off. What's with pickle the, jars? I don't get the, the pickle jars. <laughs> is the pickle jars are phallic? Just, the it, just, phallic? it makes your arms look good, and you're like, you know. So Jesse, you know how there's differences between men and women. <laughs> turns out, girls or turns out that uh, grip strength is one of the biggest differences between men and women. So in general, men are way better at opening <laughs> jars than Why women. Why you Google this? And so. Sexual dimorphism, it's a thing, it's a thing. You just walk around with pickle jars, don't you? Just open them and closing them. And women will fawn, well, maybe not all women. Emily will sploosh quite Let me get that for you. (laughs) I feel like for Emily's sake, that some company needs to make intentionally, like, Different d- levels <laughs> no. of difficult pickles to open, so that it'd be like an easy one for like mm. dainty boys Just to open. No, no, I like to open them men. too. Like what I do is I uh, hit them really hard on the ground. Like on I'm, I'm always well, if convinced. If you bust them open, and then no, no, if you knock it the right way, and then you try again, it always pops open. Uh, That's a secret trick my mom taught me. The running under hot water also works. Or just <laughs> oh, having grip say. strength. Or to call turn a real man, dude, right here, buddy. <laughs> Jesse and a shelf will open those, no yeah, problem. Yeah, this guy here is nuts dropped. You know, maybe we just get this. Yeah. Just go ahead and show up in your short shorts. <laughs> oh, that one Halloween. You remember that? <laughs> Jesse dressed uh, as. Uh, were you asked someone, or you just had shake weights and short shake shorts? Shake weights and short shorts. That's pretty hot. You're confident in in your manhood, Jesse. That's I what I love about you. That's friendship bracelet worthy. Except for you didn't get much of a, fr- a bracelet done. It's a craft. It takes a while. <laughs> well, I will happily take this victory. I don't recall. I think Mike's been actually been on a hot streak lately. So I've been doing pretty good. I will. I will take this win um, with thanks of Cigar City Brewing, who yeah. has been fighting some serious uh, legislation in in uh, Florida really? to try to get. Um, the reasonable sized growlers uh, oh, right. legalized, yeah. which sucks. I think um, the owner of Cigar City has said multiple times that he's thinking about leaving the state because Florida sucks so bad. What is reasonable sized? Or the normal size, the half gallon. <laughs> oh, yeah, what the, the what? Yeah, they can only do like a 12 pack or a full gallon growler, which is like 10 beers <sighs> yeah. at a, at a, if you're going to fill up at the brewery, which is pretty crazy when you think about it. It's a lot of fucking beer to but take home. Yeah, okay. I mean, they're, they're a solid brewery and everything they do from their yeah. IPAs yeah. to their apparently lagers. Yeah. Well, Florida's like a banana republic. They really need to get with the program. <laughs> it's because it's all old people who want to just have margaritas at like 11 in the morning because <laughs> they've been up for seven hours. Have you guys had the Sierra Nevada mustard? I have not oh, yeah. yet, but I will be having it as soon as we shut this sucker I've down. Been, I loved it. I've been eating it. It's, it's all right. I wouldn't say it's the, my top pick, but it's better than the basic. Mm. Mm -hmm. it's better than basic (laughs) well on that note let's wrap this sucker up 
So thanks for listening to today's show. We hope you appreciated the plethora of beers that we tried. Yeah, I know I love that word, but I'm using it anyway. Do you know what a plethora is? Would you call it like a plethora? Corna- <laughs> cornucopia. A copious amount. Yeah, exactly. Um, a shitload. I hope you enjoyed the edition yeah, of... So there you go, Mike. Emily Landis, who Lots. did her friendship bracelets for about Stuff. seven minutes before <laughs> giving up to just get drunk and chime in. Well, you had Pliny the Elder, so I guess that caught my attention. Uh, I, I imagine if I had advertised that bigger on the internet, we would have had 30 people show up tonight. In order to, <laughs> yeah. Can I get into the podcast? I don't have enough mics for... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the peanut gallery would have been reborn, that's oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. the peanut gallery? Yeah. We used to have the peanut gallery. Were, were you at the peanut gallery, Emily? I don't know what that is, so no. No, no. We used to have an audience when we recorded, and it was hilarious. Good old Andrew used to sit there and add his uh, two cents, which was amazing. Which you can hear his voice on the Um, beer. I'll throw peanuts at you if that's what you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. I have a serious peanut allergy, so uh, please throw them at me. Well, I have a peanut Uh, fetish. (laughs) (laughs) Hey-oh. So join us next week for a sample episode yet to be determined. I think we're going to find a local brewery that we have been to yet and uh hit that up i've heard some amazing things about a couple of things popping up in york and as much as we hate to venture across the bridge i think we should i think we should um but uh thanks for listening today we are super excited to have had Pliny and kbs in the same episode yeah that was a good night and um thank you we do have assuming that it survives the trip west federland 12 (gasps) at least a bottle coming across the the uh the pond as it were from um, very special friends of the show, Lawrence and uh, Lawrence Polly and Rebecca Powell. So uh, look forward to that in a couple of weeks. So that's pretty exciting for us. So that'll only be the best beer in the world, allegedly, and we'll we'll have to judge if it lives up to expectations. So it's better than Pliny. Thanks for listening, and keep on drinking delicious white whales. That's today's show. For more information on today's podcast or to subscribe to the show, visit www.blindtigerpodcast.com or look for us on iTunes. Send comments or questions to show at blindtigerpodcast.com. To suggest or request a beer for beer versus beer or to ask a question for Homebrew 101, email show at blindtigerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and keep drinking.